What's up, disc golfers? Joe here with Joe's Disc Golf, and this is the first preview show of 2023. Yes, we're talking all about the Las Vegas Challenge. We got a couple things we're going to talk about here. Course updates. What happened last year? What should we look for this year? And my picks for who's going to finish in the top three. And if you remember anything about last year and my picks for the top three, they won't be in the top three, unless your name is Kristen Tatar, but she's not gonna be here. Before we get too far into this, I want to thank all of you for watching, listening, subscribing. You guys have been so awesome. This has been a crazy two years and I can't believe we're starting the third year here. Oh, thank you all so very, very much. I appreciate each one of you. And if you have not subscribed already, go hit that subscribe button down there. Or maybe wait till the end of the video, see if I have earned your subscription. But without further ado, let's roll that intro. All right here. So we still have our three course set up here. We are going four rounds. So that means this preview show is coming out. Well, during the first round, but that's okay. That is okay, no big deal. Our three courses are the Infinite Discs course, the Innova Champions course, and the Millennium Golf Discs course. There are some changes to the overall courses and let's go through them here. In the Infinite Disc course in alphabetical order here, overall 6,902 feet, nice. 213 feet shorter overall. Hole nine is 37 feet shorter. It is in a new T location. Everything else is the same. Nothing too crazy as you can see here. Hole 11, the basket is 19 feet closer and it is off the OB green. Last year is a lot tighter to that OB green, making some of those putts a lot more dangerous. Now your misses, provided they don't go 19 feet long, you know, somebody like me, that would be huge. That would happen. Hole 12 also got a bit of a redesign. It is 51 feet closer and tucked into the trees that it used to be short of. So it is, uh, you know, it, 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 it has changed just a little bit. And finally, hole 14, 111 feet closer with a new T location. Used to be straight up, now it's a little bit off to the side. Moving on to the Innova Champion Disc Course, 8,762 feet, a whopping 61 feet shorter. Hole four is seven feet longer. So just slightly different. Some of these are temp courses, so just a bit different. There is a new triple Mando right off the tee, so no more big hyzer route, unless you can somehow sneak it through the triple Mando and go off to the side there. Probably going to be a bad shot if you tried that. Hole seven, moved 15 feet closer. Hole 12, moved 15 feet back. And hole 17 is now 59 feet longer. Not too many changes there, just minor tweaks and updates. Again, temporary course-ish. Not totally, you know, some of those baskets can move. Millennium Golf Discs course, 8,666 feet, ominous. 334 feet longer. Hole one, 25 feet shorter. So we're making this longer and shorter all at the same time. Hole six, 29 feet longer. Hole seven is a brand new hole with a, it's a technical shot. You've got a low shot that you have to execute right off the tee because of the overhang with lots and lots of OB. There's going to be a lot of bogeys on this hole is my prediction. 
Hole 12 basket is 13 feet back to make it an even 1,000 foot hole. Hole 14, 25 feet further back. Uh, it is now behind the bushes that it was in front of. And hole 18 is 231 feet closer. The basket is to the left of the OB green now. All right, that takes care of all of our course changes. What happened last year in FPO? Katrina Allen was able to beat Paige Pierce on hole 18 in the final round. She managed to take a birdie while Pierce managed to take the par. It was a thrilling finish down the stretch. And if you have the chance to go back and go watch it, I highly recommend just watching the last handful of holes for FPO. Very exciting to watch. Unfortunately, we can't really show any previews here or show any clips there. Um, working on that one there. Yikes. Uh... It, they were trading blows down the stretch. It was crazy. Birdies, birdies, par. Allen parred. And Pierce took a birdie and vice versa. And it all came down to that final hole. It was the first time we also got to see Kristen Tatar play in the U.S. in 2022. And she successfully recorded her worst, well, tied for her worst finish of the year. Third place. Oh, my God. You should hang up the bag right now. Third place. Awful. Terrible. Little did we know that this would be a, I, I wouldn't say historic, but a uh, career year as it stands so far for Kristen Tatar. Very, very exciting there. MPO, the final nine was insane. There were so many people vying for the lead, including Adam Hams, Calvin Heimberg, Scott Withers, Drew Gibson, and the leader, the leader of the pack. Vroom, vroom. Gannon Burr. You may or may not have heard of this guy. Who knows? But as the round went on, they all dropped off. Drew Gibson managed to close the gap and tie Burr on the last hole. This sent it to a playoff. There's four-hole playoff there. Nothing exciting, really, in the first three holes. They were just trading shots, essentially, until the final hole, hole seven. The playoffs... Got very exciting. Burr got super aggressive off the tee, choosing a driver where he had previously used a putter. He ended up worm burning this one way, 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 way short. Drew Gibson, second off the tee, was able to see this mistake and play a little more conservative shot there. Something where he can get some good distance, but not have to worry about going OB or ending up in a poor position overall. This caused Burr to have to go for it. He ended up making an incredible shot. He ended up, unfortunately, going in the hazard. He missed his putt. That could have tied it. Gibson lays up right at the post. Burr misses that putt, like I said. He hits the band. Dude was ice cold the entire time. And then, you know, because he missed that, Gibson was able to just tap it in for the win right after he gives Gannon Bird that iconic hug right there, told him he was going to be doing great things. And little did we know that in just seven months later, give or take, eight months later, he would be the USDGC winner. So I guess Drew Gibson was right about some things. The biggest troll in disc golf, the leaky leaker himself, was right about something. So that is what happened last year. Now, what are we going to expect for this year? Again, we'll go with the ladies first. In FPO, the feature card, which will tee off at 9.15 a.m. Pacific, 12.15 p.m. Eastern, 
Evelina Solonen, Hannah Blomroos, Katrina Allen, and Paige Hsu. Note, Paige Pierce will not be attending this year. Kristen Tatar is also still recovering from her surgery, so she will not be there either. We will not get to see this epic showdown that we've seen the past couple of years between Katrina Allen and Paige Pierce. As I mentioned, Pierce will not be attending. So if the All-Star is anything to go by, I would not expect Evelina or Hannah to win. It seems like their putt is still off. It has shown signs of improvement. It has also shown signs of, oh God, what has happened here? They still seem to be suffering from the yips. This is a very long case of the yips, and I hope they can get over it soon. While they can both drive a mile, and all three of these courses are definitely geared towards people who can throw a mile, it doesn't matter. It, it still seems that they're missing those 15-footers. It's still their 20-footers are, are not looking good yet. Who knows? Maybe, maybe they'll figure it out. Maybe I'll be wrong. Maybe they park it the whole time, and then it doesn't matter. You don't have to putt if you only have to tap it in. But I would not put my money on them. I would expect to see Jennifer Allen to be towards the top, given her distance and what she was doing at the uh, event, the All-Star event, as well as Holland Hanley. I'd expect her to be up there as well. So we'll see. Jen Allen is also dealing with her mother passing away uh, right before the All-Star event. As it stands right now, she's supposed to be at Las Vegas Challenge. We'll see. Who knows? When I'm recording this, we're still there, but I'm not 100% certain at this time. There will be a pinned comment if she is not there. My top three are as follows. Katrina Allen taking it down for back-to-back -back years with Alexis Montano up there. She looked fantastic this year at the All-Star event. She was really knocking in the putt. She's got some good distance. Valerie Mondahano also not going to be there. She has confirmed that she's still out with that ankle injury. She will be there. She will be on the course. I hope she doesn't push it too hard walking around and helping to caddy for Alexis and Mason because we don't need a setback for your rehab schedule. Sorry, sports medicine guy right there. And finally, I know I didn't say great things about her to begin with, but I expect Evelina Solonen to be right up in roughly that third place finish just because we've seen how well she can drive and just crush the field tee to green and then get crushed by the field on the green. So we'll see how that goes now. MPO feature card will tee off at 1.48 p.m. Pacific, 3.48 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This will feature Drew Gibson, Calvin Heimberg, Eagle McMahon, and Simon Lazat. Ricky has officially dropped from this event. This wrist injury is still bothering him, apparently. This Lyme disease wrist flare-up. It is a smart move to take time off now rather than try to fight through and set yourself up for failure later in the season. That is my general professional opinion, especially so early in the season. All-star event meant nothing. Missing Vegas challenge, not really a big deal. This is the first time we will get to see Nico LaCastro at a DGPT event because his suspension is up ever since what happened at the European Open. Don't have to rehash that. You could look back at a previous video or any of the other coverage about this. He will be watched very closely by the spectators, PDGA, and DGPT officials. The dude will be under a microscope for sure. Kind of earned it. 
Sorry, buddy. Sorry out there. Um, however, we'll have to see how he deals with this after his professed mental struggles with this and how he just, you know, he he does have some issues on the course. We'll see how he handles this. Now, we won't get to see him on coverage, but I'm sure all the spectators out there, if something happens, this will be blowing up r slash disc golf, uh, disc golf Twitter and disc golf Instagram. It will be everywhere. I'm sure. I hope it doesn't. I really hope that Nico has turned the corner. I hope that he has figured out whatever was going on. And I really wish him the best. Who knows? Maybe we will get to see him on lead card or chase card in the next coming days. It will be interesting to watch Gannon Burr while he is dealing with this. As of right now, the time of recording, this is Wednesday, February 22nd. Gannon Burr is still signed up to be there. Who knows if he's going to drop last minute or not, given the legal struggles surrounding the whole Gannon v. Prodigy or Prodigy v. Gannon. I don't know the right syntax for that. I am not a lawyer or a legal expert, scholar, or anything of that nature. So we shall see what will happen with that. He will be throwing wiped Prodigy stamps, is my understanding. If he does, just like the All-Star event, he was able to navigate and pretty much push that out of his mind during the All-Star event. But now that this has become a big hot button issue and everybody is talking about it, I will be very curious, very, very curious if he can handle the mental distractions, the mental pressures of this high profile lawsuit while trying to play disc golf with discs he doesn't apparently like. So we'll see what happens there. I wish him the best of luck. I would not be surprised if he ends up in the top. But I would also not be surprised if he ha if he struggles because of this. So Lazat looked really good at the All-Star event. He is one of the crush boys on the lead card or feature card. Him and Eagle McMahon will get to see them. The crush boys reunited, even though, well, Eagle missed a lot last year. So, yeah, they're reunited again. We'll see how Simon does. I want to see how Eagle does at his first DGPT event. He's done really well so far in random A tiers and B tiers and whatnot and other tournaments that aren't DGPT specific where the competition isn't necessarily as stiff. I'm not saying that he didn't deserve those wins or anything like that, but generally speaking, this is going to be a much higher intense level of competition. So I'll be curious to see how he does that. Still adjusting to not really throwing the forehand. He's throwing very low power shots if he has to, favoring the lefty shot. If he can do that still, will he end up in a position where he does have to use a forehand? Not likely at, at LVC. Those courses are pretty wide open on the golf course. There are some trees, but I would find it highly unlikely that he ends up there. Now at some other courses coming up that are a little more wooded. We'll see. So my top three to round this out for MPO are a Mr. Paul McBeth. Number two, Eagle McMahon. I want to see this showdown so bad. I want to see European Open Part 2, Las Vegas Challenge. I mean, they have all those random things from all those monuments and whatnot. The mini Statue of Liberty, the mini Eiffel Tower. Why not just call this, you know, European Open Part 2? Um, and finally, in third place, I have Ganon Burr. I want Ganon to win this. I do. I, I want to put him up at the top. But until I can see how he handles the 
issues, the, the other, the distractions. We'll see how that goes. And that does it for this preview show. Thank you all for watching. I hope you really liked it. I hope I earned your subscription today on YouTube. If you like what you heard, you can follow me, obviously, on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram. You can listen to the Joe's Disc Golf Podcast on Anchor FM, where they host it, or wherever you get your major podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon, and so on. If you also want to have a more casual, relaxed podcast, you can go check out Half in the Bag, where myself and two, one to two other co-hosts, depends on the week, talk about random current topics in disc golf. So thank you all for watching. I appreciate every single one of you. If you get a great tree kick, don't forget to thank Treesus. And if you get kicked deeper into the woods, well, you need to repent and reflect because you have transgressed against Treesus. Thank you all for watching. As always, I've been Joe. You've been awesome. And I can't wait to see you all in the next video.